This month, our podcast is brought to you by Jay Brooks Coffee Roasters in Memphis, Tennessee. You know by now how much I love coffee, and Jay Brooks has a special place in my heart. True North is their original signature blend. Its name points to Jesus Christ, who they say is the real owner of this company. The name reminds us that we are guided by unwavering integrity and clarity of purpose directed by our Lord. The name derives from the world of orienteering, finding your way across terrain with a map and a compass. In order to stay on course and avoid getting lost, the compass must remain oriented toward true north to avoid getting off track by the pull of the compass toward magnetic north. When trekking in the backcountry, the alignment of the compass with true north must be regularly calibrated multiple times along the path in order to stay on course. Did you know that? I love learning new things. Just as the pull of magnetic north can get a hiker off track and eventually lost, so the pull of the world can also affect each one of us. If we're not careful to constantly calibrate ourselves, our spirits, ethics, morals, decisions, with our perfect standard in Jesus, we'll slowly but surely lose our way and end up somewhere we don't want to be. It's in these moments when it's especially important to create some breathing room and ask, how's all that working for you? Jaybrook's Coffee Roasters offers True North as a perfectly balanced cup that reminds us to remain centered in the one who is perfect to orient our lives every day. And hopefully we'll savor a cup that infuses a bit of tasty delight along the way. To order this signature blend for yourself and learn more about Jay Brooks, click the link in the show notes or visit jbrookscoffeeroasters.com. That's the letter J, brookscoffeeroasters.com. You are officially invited to create some breathing room. This is the absolute best podcast to find the strategies, resources, and motivation you need to stop drowning in overwhelm, break free from hustle culture, and live out your God-given purpose. I'm your host, Rachel Baker, and girl, I've been there, done that. It is my God-given purpose to help you find space for an intentional life so you can confidently live in those strengths, skills, and passions that light you up and serve others. I know you are ready to create some breathing room. So let's do it together. Welcome to episode 13 of Create Some Breathing Room. I am very excited for you to hear the interview we've got today. I am talking today with Michelle Goff. She is not only a dear friend of mine, but she is also a women's minister. She is an author. She is a speaker. So if you don't know Michelle, Michelle Goff lives in Searcy, Arkansas, and she serves as the founder and director of Iron Rose Sister Ministries, which is all about equipping women to connect to God and one another more deeply across the Americas. And they do this in English, Spanish, Portuguese, and bilingual contexts. An author and international speaker, she likes to call Spanish her nerdy passion and God her first one. Michelle has been in full-time ministry for nearly 25 years and in various contexts. She's been a missionary in Caracas, Venezuela, campus ministry, church plants in the U.S., and in Latin America, and of course, women's ministry. Michelle loves meeting women where they are and then walking with them one step closer to God. Her training in this began as the oldest sister of four girls. She loves to cook, write, spend time with her family, have a cup of coffee with a friend, which you know I am here for, and she loves to travel. So if you want to learn more about Michelle, you can go to ironrosesister.com, and we'll have that linked in the show notes. 
This was such a good conversation. As a fellow sister who deals with chronic health issues, who is in women's ministry, we've just, we've got a lot we can talk about. Um, but it was really good to hear from her and how she has learned to create intentional rhythms in her life, both just as a woman, as someone who's living her life and dealing with chronic illness, but also as a team leader, as someone who's leading a team of people in ministry and the intentional rhythms they've created. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did with Michelle Goff. Hello, Michelle. Hey, Rachel. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be able to visit with you today. I am so excited. Yeah, I'm here. I love, we love our conversations. We love getting together and chat. This is a more official capacity, but we're never super official or formal when we get together. So... (laughs) Well, that's why I hope it's just going to be a conversation that we're like inviting people to sit in with us on, because that's really in those kinds of intimate conversations that we really get to know each other and we get to learn from each other and we get to grow and everybody gets to be blessed and yes. and yay God and comes yay out God. through it too. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yes. Okay. So before we jump into the questions of the day, I always like to ask, what does breathing room look or feel like for you? When you think of having breathing room for yourself, is what does it look like? What does it feel like for you personally? Well, it's hilarious that you ask this because I very recently had a week in which I totally overbooked myself. Mm-hmm. I had way too many meetings. I, I, my brain was exhausted. Yeah. I could not, I was done sentencing. I was done. <laughs> <laughs> I was just done. It's like, I couldn't even be myself mm. because I was so poured out from mm-hmm. each of those meetings. They were all really good, but yeah. it just took so much out of me that I realized, <gasps> I got to breathe. And so quite literally, I needed that breathing room. And it reminded me of our upcoming conversation. And so I was very intentional about creating some space to have some breathing room. So for me, what that looks like and what that feels like, one is just rest. We share some commonalities with chronic illness and Mm -hmm. issues like that. And I can feel as exhausted from having been mentally poured out as if I had just done something super, a major exertion of physical energy. Right. And so I needed actual rest. So that was one part of it. So for me, breathing room is that I can rest and mm-hmm. rest well and find a good rhythm of that. Yeah. Um, another part of it for me is I'm a total extrovert <laughs> and I need my people. Facts. And so it means coffee with a friend and being able to still have space to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means time in nature, which as the temperatures change towards summer, yes. uh, you know, hot, 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 it's harder to do that. Yeah, it's no joke here. It gets so hot. It's like 90 something degrees in May. What even? It's unbearable. No, I can't even. 
Uh, no, we're not going to go there anymore. But <laughs> if I can get time, pleasant time in nature, that helps. <laughs> yes. Um, but I also really love to cook. And mm-hmm. there's something that I can just go. It's like a different creative part of my brain yeah. and a different way of going on autopilot. But also I have a good something to take away from it too, like a really good meal. Right. Yay <laughs> food. <laughs> oh, which is so important. So, yes. and then right after that, that crazy, crazy week that I had overbooked myself, I was reminded how important that room was and that space for breathing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, the weather is getting yucky. Uh, oh, I know I need to pull out one of my puzzles. That's another thing for me. Some people get really stressed out by doing a puzzle. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, thousand pieces. You're kidding me. No way. Uh Uh-uh. No how. But for me, it is so relaxing. And it's even like a meditation and a reminder of God has designed everything, every little piece to have a place. Mm -hmm. And I may want to find this piece right now. But it's not the time for that piece. Yeah. It's hidden. And I got to just wait and I got to trust God's timing. And he designed, and usually they're like nature scenes. I love Thomas Kincaid puzzles. <gasps> Me and too. Some of his, <laughs> and some of his prints and things. I've got like total cool stories about how and why I even got a lot of the prints that I have. But um, so this was a Thomas Kincaid puzzle I pulled out yeah. and I just could feel myself Getting that deeper breath, quite literally. Yeah. And then the next day, after I had taken the time to step away from all the other responsibilities and work and all that stuff that you know is going to be there when you're waiting Mm -hmm. for you when you get back. You know it's coming. (laughs) Oh, yes. But the next day, I had so much clearer ahead in mind to be able to get at it. Yeah. And I knocked out tons of stuff. And I just was like, okay. This is why I need the breathing room. That's right. This is why I have to make this a priority. And so it's just, you know, God has a sense of humor. Yeah. I love that so much. And there were two things that I really loved out of everything you just said. Uh, First of all, I love that I'm getting to interview an extrovert on this podcast because so far the interviews we've had up to this (laughs) point have been introverts. And I myself, I'm a social introvert. And so to have breathing room that entails like I must go be with people. I don't understand that, but I like I love it. I love that that's because there are extroverts in the world and just cuz that's not mine doesn't mean it's an important piece or an important way to spend your breathing room if that's what gives you more energy. So I love to hear that. And I know I have listeners who love to hear that because they're not, that's not going to come out of my mouth. (laughs) There are all of us. God makes all types. (laughs) That's right. Michelle is here for you extroverts. She's here to speak your language. And then the puzzles. I also, I love that that's because I had, you know, you get both types. Either it's like a super stressful thing or it's like work or it's a calming, relaxing. And so I love just hearing from different people what it is for you because it's different. It's different for everybody, right? And it's it's been different in different seasons of my life as well. Yeah, yeah. 
because at different points, my breathing room looks more like an introvert's breathing room. Mm. <laughs> and, and I need, I, I'm, I'm kind of, not that I'm peopled out, but I'm poured out. That chronic illness piece, I think really plays, oh. you know, we've talked about Michelle and I both Reach. deal with chronic illness. <laughs> and I would say those seasons probably, and I don't know this because I'm not you, but I would say the seasons probably where you are less feeling less extroverted, less people-y, I guess we'll say, are those seasons where just physically you don't have as much to offer because your body is done, D-U-N done. Exactly. (laughs) And and that you, you know, you physically can't get up off the couch to go have the people and all of that. So that makes sense depending on where your health is and your spirits, right? What Mm -hmm, is being mm -hmm. poured back into you will speak to that. So, well, and I'm in a unique place too, because I am a single woman. I've never been married. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and I do live by myself, but I, as, (laughs) as one friend complimented me one time, he and his wife were over and he was like, you don't have a single woman's pantry. And I said, Thank you. <laughs> I, I love don't that. live like a single woman. Right. And but it does create a different dynamic with how I how I work and the things I do and how involved I still very much am in my family's life and my church family's life. So that breathing room looks different for me than mm-hmm. it does for my sister who is a literal soccer mom. You right. know? Right. Um and not that that one title defines her and not that single woman is the right, only thing that but defines it's a piece. me. It's a piece of the puzzle. Exactly. puzzle. exactly. This is why God teaches me so much through puzzles. And it's it's really like, for me, it's almost like some meditation with God time yeah. to work on puzzles. So yeah. so there you go. Oh, yeah. man. We could Come listen. We could, just, not, we could just stop there. We're done. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, before we dive into like, because we've already done so much, man, before we go any deeper into today's specific topics, we should probably tell people a little more. I've, you know, introduced you given your background, but just out of your mouth, Michelle, who who are you? The existential, who are you, Michelle? (laughs) Well, thankfully I am fearfully and wonderfully made by our divine creator who loves me and loves you. And if I do nothing else in my life, I want people to know that and to equip the women, especially Mm -hmm. to connect to God and to one another more deeply. Like I know that's our mission statement as Iron Rose Sister Ministries, but it really, it embodies so much of what I feel like God has put on my heart that is so important. Mm -hmm. And it is so vital and it really is so much a part of who I am. Right. Well, that mission statement came from somewhere. You, that came from exactly. somewhere, right? <laughs> exactly. Like my relationship with God and my relationships with others are some of the main things that do define me. Mm-hmm. And then some of the other things that define me are my nerdy passion of Spanish. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like I totally nerd out on languages, especially Spanish. I love the culture. I love the people. I love the coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm, yeah, important things. Yes. yes. Priorities. If you could only see her nod, ladies. If you could only see her <laughs> nod. 
Um, and I love to travel and that's been hard during the pandemic, but, um, but I love to be able to be whatever it is that God has called me to be to the fullest Mm -hmm. and encourage others to do the same in that, be that my nephew and niece that I speak to in only Spanish, um, and for whom I am auntie M. Yes. Or when they're saying it real fast, Antim, 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 then, you know, it all gets it. jumbled together. And I love it. I yeah. love that I get to be the fun aunt to all of my other friends' kids and that, you know, I go have coffee with them or, you know, and my relationship with their moms is very different than my relationship with them. Right. And that I get to have both. And so I just, um, there are so many things about me and about who I am that are very relational. And yeah. that's why even as a ministry for Iron Rose Sister Ministries, you know, a, everything that we do, we don't just go, okay, and there we go, done. We did our thing, check the box. Although there are a lot of us that are list makers. Um, right. But <laughs> it is much more the relational side. You know, we partner with that church in what we're doing. And we, you know, there's just a whole lengthy dynamic with it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not just about a checklist. It's about a conversation. It's about a partnering together. It's about an iron sharpening iron. It's about a learning and a growing and all of that can't be done outside of the context of relationship. Right. So, um, so those are a lot of the things that kind of define me in more of that, you know, the less reading of the resume kind of way, but right. (laughs) Not the specific bio items, but just as a person. I love that. Yeah. Very relational, very people oriented for sure. And I always love our coffee chats. So (laughs) yeah, thankful for that. Okay. We've talked about Iron Rose Sister Ministries. You are head honcho for this is your baby, right? And we just celebrated 10 years of Iron Rose Sister Ministries. It was so much fun. We ate lots of cake. I know it's it's been a beautiful thing. Um, So it's a nonprofit. So you're in that area. You also, we've talked about are like me, someone who lives with chronic illness, chronic health Mm -hmm. struggles. And so Mm -hmm. our main topic that we are eventually getting to (laughs) is just being intentional with your time, Yes, how to create healthy habits, these intentional rhythms, because it's hard enough being a woman living with chronic health issues, but you're also, you've founded and are running this nonprofit ministry. What in the world? And not only is it our 10th year, which is amazing, and I'm still yay godding and telling all the God stories I can, but um, we have now, I'm still the only full-time person with us, but Mm -hmm. there's a team of 12 of us and the rest of them all are part-time. And we are literally all over the world with what God, even though our focus is in the Americas, you know. We've got one of the ladies that works with us is down in Brazil. We've got one that um, she's Colombian, but she lives in Honduras. We've got one who is Guatemalan and she married a gringo. So she lives in Colorado. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So she and I definitely get the, you know, like I say that I am 100% gringa, but with a Latina heart. Yes. And so, you know, she and I get some of that and others do too. But, you know, we're a multilingual, 
multi-country, you know, international. So even just in trying to be intentional with those rhythms, think through time zones. Right. Like we have to figure out languages, different tasks and projects and areas of the ministry. And then making sure we don't always have weeks like last week where we were gasping (laughs) for air, trying to find the, like, obviously none of us do it perfectly. Right. I mean, I have those weeks too. They just happen. That's life. But as you manage all these different aspects of your team and your ministry and the time zones and languages and your health, what kind of things do you have in place as far as those intentional rhythms and healthy habits that you set? Talk to me about that. So it they're, they look different in different facets of my life. For mm-hmm. example, I said I love to cook. So um, if I don't create space for me to cook, Mm-hmm. then I don't have the right foods that I need. And because of a, a lot of my issues can get triggered by not eating the right foods or avoiding other foods, right. then me fixing meals that are, <laughs> I like to say they're all legal for me. <laughs> right. The legal meals. <laughs> you know, the legal meals. You know, they've got all the right ingredients. They don't have any of the avoid ingredients, all that kind of stuff. So right. If I'm going to have some good for me food and stuff, then I have to set out some time to cook ahead and freeze it. Love that. I have a big deep freeze. And so like every, however often, I don't have to even look it up. I have my muffin recipe that is part of my breakfast every single day. Mm -hmm. And I have the exact same breakfast every single day because I know it works for my body and it's delicious too. So that helps. There you go. I have to set aside the time to make those ahead of time and to freeze them. Mm-hmm. I make, you know, a whole bunch of spaghetti sauce and it's better reheated anyway. You know, <laughs> there are different things that we can do, like with, for me, with the cooking that allows for me to, even today, you know, I, all I had to do was reheat what I had prepped out for my lunches this week. Right. And even though I primarily work from home, Oh, well, you could just, no, I have to have that ready to be able to just heat and go and keep going. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm not fueling my body the way it really needs me to. Right. Well, and And if you're trying to do it day, if you're like all of a sudden, oh, I've got to cook myself lunch, that's a whole like brain shift just to free up that brain space for the day. You don't have to think about what you're going to eat. You don't have to think about when you're going to fix it or then cleaning up. It is ready. You grab it, you go, you're done. So I love that, you know, we've talked about sometimes taking care of your future self, right? Having that time that you've set aside that habit, that rhythm of planning the meals, freezing. And so then every single day you have freed up, not just the time, but that brain space for yourself to really focus on the other things. So I love that. Exactly. And the, you know, as you mentioned that, I just kind of go, Oh yeah. Because the micro decisions when you deal with chronic illness Mm -hmm. is they are exhausting. Mm Mm-hmm. And if we can help our, you know, I've been known to say, thank you, past Michelle. <laughs> like, yes. I did that well. That right? really helped. <laughs> and so that, um, those kinds of things, you know, that's a more kind of an ongoing, even day-to-day type rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that too, like within the, within the ministry as a whole and with the team members, 
I do a lot uh, because I am the only full time, then there's a lot of communication and a lot of not necessarily putting out fires, but making sure they have what they need to do what they need to do. Right. But that doesn't necessarily give me the space to then get a running start and focus on some lesson preparation or writing uh-huh. or recording the audiobook or whatever else. Right. And so Thursdays, everybody knows that's Michelle's writing day. Love that. And what that means is you can send me something. I will look at email once or twice. I'll see if there's anything that says urgent on it. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, just know I'm not going to get back to you until Friday. Yeah. Thursday's my writing day. And I have to be able to focus on those things that day without the stop and start of the meetings or the conversations or the responses or the this or the yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And once we finally set that up and then have established that, oh, it made a huge difference. But we had to get, when we were first starting and I really was the only one doing all the things, mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. Right. And I had to have some of the right people in place to follow up on stuff if it does come up that day. You know, like if a book order comes in, we do have to fill it. Right. But there's somebody else who can fill it now. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, the little things that are not so little. If, yeah. if it's all part of what you're juggling, because you we only have a certain amount of mental bandwidth. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And I love hearing you talk about this because, you know, we talk about having to put boundaries in place, right? So that yes. boundary that you've set with your team, that's part, you've set this healthy routine for yourself, this rhythm of work where this is the day that I really get down and write. But around that, you've had to place that boundary and yeah. uphold that. And then you have those team members that are in your corner to fight for you and with you, and they help you uphold that boundary. So I love right. that. But then the other piece that I heard in what you were talking about is as you go, you you find the people and you see the things that can be delegated. There are certain things in Iron Rose Sister Ministries that many people could do, right? Like we want to hang on to things real hard sometimes. And I, you know, we're both a couple of those people. I know I stepped on my own toes. It didn't feel good. I didn't like it, but we, there are some of us who just really, we know how it needs to get done. So I know how that book order needs to get filled. I've done it a million. I'm just, I just need to take care of it. But if there is someone else who can learn the process and do it, then there are other things like writing the book or recording the audio book or speaking at that event that only Michelle can do, right? That, those are Michelle's tasks and that's not the things that you can, and we've had this conversation so many times, like guys, I know this I know. is a podcast, but like Michelle's face right now is like, you've already told me this. Okay. We've talked about it, but it's because we both do struggle a bit with that and to identify what's urgent and what's important, but then also what is mine and what doesn't have to be mine. And then what can that look like? I see you over there. You're constantly doing all the things for everyone else, but when do you have time to breathe and take care of yourself? 
God did not create you to be an afterthought, sis. It's time to refill your cup so that you can keep pouring into others without running on empty. I'm hosting a three-night, two-day retreat for women who struggle with constant exhaustion, feeling overwhelmed, never feeling caught up, and wishing they could just escape for a hot second. I want you to click the link in the show notes, or you can head over to racheldbaker.com to join the waitlist for the Renewal Retreat. Be the first to get the details for our next retreat so you can rest, recharge, and find refuge with other women who totally get it. You can't truly invest in others until you've invested in yourself. So click that link in the show notes or head over to racheldbaker.com and join the waitlist for the renewal retreat. The other piece of that that became very freeing for me. So, you know, you hear some of these, <laughs> uh, let me back up one step to say that when um, when Iron Nurse Sister Ministries was just getting started, I told everybody, I said, I am postponing the onset of Alzheimer's. I have learned the language of nonprofit. <laughs> I have learned the language of publishing. I have learned now also the language of small business, you know, and as you're learning this language and getting into these things in certain ways, um, one, you say, thank you, God, for giving me a pioneering spirit, because you have affirmed time and time again that we are meeting a tremendous need. Mm-hmm. But with that, and as part of the identity of who we are, equipping women to connect to God and to one another more deeply, we want to provide opportunities for women to serve in those ways. Mm-hmm. And I kept hearing the terminology of keeping everybody in their lane. And as a visual person, you would think that would connect. But how it connected more for me was with the scriptural image of the parts of the body. Mm. You know. First Corinthians 12, I need for the hands to be able to do what the hands do and let the wrists do their part because then working together, they can get all of those things done, right. you know, and not everybody is the mouth, but we need the pinky fingernail when our ear itches and <laughs> we need the eyelashes when, you know, there's all the dust blowing it. I mean, we need all of it. Right. And so I need to be what God has called me to be and mm-hmm. I need to give others the space to be what God has called them to be. Yes. Yes. And that was also very freeing in being able to have that space for breathing room, like in in that sense of rest, but also that breathing room of, I don't have to stretch my mental bandwidth to do all the things I can do. Right. I need to just stretch it in the things that I should do. Yes. Oh, that's good. Y'all write that down. Y'all write that down. That was good. (laughs) That was so good. Um, Yeah, because, you know, I work a lot in my with my coaching clients on what are your God given strengths? What are your God given skills and passions? Because yours don't have to match hers, you know, whoever her is in their mind. Can we walk on our hands? Maybe if we practice, but that's not what the hands are supposed to be doing. And that's a whole conversation. So I love to hear that. So just specifically within your organization, right? With Uh your team members, 
Mm-hmm. What, talk to me a little bit about those intentional rhythms. Cause I know, I mean, you got 12 team members, you got to have some systems in place, some, you know, people yeah. kind of know what to expect as you're, cause y'all crank out a lot. You've got events, you've got the blog, you've got the newsletter, you all the things. What do some of those rhythms look like? So some of those rhythms look like a team meeting and devotional every Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just that point of connection. And we rotate who leads the devotional each week through all the different team members. Yeah. And we have, um, it's a, it's a Google doc that's shared, you know, so everybody can put their prayer requests or Thanksgivings or whatever on there at any point during the week. You know, you can go ahead and put it on next week's agenda to be prayed over. And it could be a, okay, this is way in now and I'm putting it on there for anybody else that looks on it, looks at it ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, or this has been so much of an answered prayer. Like I can't, I, and it usually, it doesn't make it all the way to that agenda. It gets shared <laughs> right in the moment. You got to celebrate those God stories. Yes. But we spend that time together in intentional time in the word and intentional time in prayer. Mm-hmm. And that is so relationship building. I know I'm back to that, but Listen, for I'm me, here for so it. Many of the foundations of the rhythms come back to the relational side of that. Mm-hmm. Because um, one of the things I didn't mention earlier is that there is a book that I will write someday soon called The Grace to Pace. Mm. When the spirit is willing, but the flesh is crashing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> because love- it's real life. And yeah. so in that pacing, you know, um, we have to give ourselves that grace and we have to give others that grace to know that that's still going to be there tomorrow and to prioritize what is most important for today. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, yes, we are just in the tyranny of the urgent and that's what's going, but we can't neglect the important. And so for us as a team, some of what that looks like is when we get together on Tuesdays, we have that devotional time, we have that prayer time, which kind of just recenters and refocuses and every single week, the topic, and anybody can pick anything that they're doing the Devo on, but every time it's like, everybody's like, oh, thanks. I needed to hear that this week. That, oh Yeah. Man, God really yeah. used that. I mean, every time, yes. every time. So it just keeps the main thing, the main thing. But then, of course, we talk through different things that involve at least the majority of us, not necessarily all of us, because it's a bigger team now, right. but things that we all need to either be aware of or, hey, you know, it's time coming up for a newsletter. You know, we've got the rhythms of that. And we use Asana for our um, task yeah, sharing. And things. Yeah, you yeah. do. Thank you very much, Rachel Baker. You're so Um, welcome. (laughs) And so, for example, you know, the person that kicks off all of those repeating tasks, then she says, hey, it's about time for that. And so they're in that meeting. You know, I will have already come up with because I was tasked with deciding which articles we needed to prioritize for that particular newsletter. Then when we come to the team, you know, it's like, okay, you're going to write this one or you're going to write this one. Okay. Do you need anything from so-and-so in order to get your part done? And then, you know, and so there's that collaborative part. And that is also part of the relational part. Cause if we right. only ever communicated with each other through Asana, as great as it is, or, um, 
whatever email or whatever right. other software or things that we use that Google Doc. Um, and we didn't have some of that time in conversation and collaboration with each other. None of those things would work. Right. They just wouldn't. Yeah. And so part of our intentional rhythm is that weekly team meeting. Mm-hmm. Part of that intentional rhythm is a monthly board meeting. Part of that intentional rhythm is every other year we have an in-person team and board retreat in which we all spend time just hanging out and getting to know each other because there have been new people added or there have been people that have stepped away. And then the other year, the opposite years, we have a destination retreat. So all the women get to come. (laughs) We do have men on our board, so they get to come to the like team and board meeting, but no, they don't get to come to the retreat. Sorry, (laughs) just ladies. Um. But but some of those intentional rhythms that build the relationships help us be able to do the tasks and help us be able to trust that somebody else is going to do what they're committed to doing. Mm-hmm. Or we can trust that if so-and-so needs something from me, she's going to ask. Mm-hmm. And she's going to know that I may have forgotten, but it is totally my intention to get it to her. <laughs> right, right. And so, so it, I mean... Even those things are some very intentional rhythms that allow those foundational relationships that then allow across all kinds of different personalities, the tasks to get done. Because not everybody works the same way. Right. Well, and the biggest piece of that that I'm hearing is just, you know, it's great to be intentional with your tasks. When you do the tasks, how you do the tasks, all those things, deadlines, you know, we can talk about strategies and systems all day long. Right. But when you do talk about having intentional rhythms within a team or within a family, within, you know, any group of people, that personal connection matters because there's, there's purpose behind that, right? If I know you, if I'm connected with you, if I've got that relationship with you, there is more of that trust. There is more of that willingness for grace and mercy when somebody's having a day. And if you don't have that relationship piece, that is when you see the team, the family, the group, whatever, start to crumble and things do fall through the cracks and whatever different spirits and attitude about it. Right. So yeah. I, I love that that's such a core piece of the rhythms you're implementing. Well, and because we do it through zoom, I mean, like we are literally <laughs> a multiplicity of States and countries, you know, right. but you can still tell a lot on somebody's face. You know, we oh, had yeah. somebody who last week was going through just a really tough time. She had been asking for prayers for a family member, which some things were going on coming up on an anniversary of the death of her mother. We had, you know, she was just in some really heavy and you could see it on her face. She was paler. She was not as engaged, all Mm -hmm. those things. And so I mentioned to another team member in a conversation um, the following week, you know, I said, hey, you know, here is a a prayer request that's come up between, cause we, we, we all are, that that's the beauty of it. We all stay connected. We actually love right. working together, which right. is a little unusual for a whole lot of women. <laughs> right? What a special thing you have going. <laughs> God keeps it going. That's I'm right. telling you. 
But, um, but anyway, and she said, you know, I noticed last week, yesterday, she looked a lot better. You know, it was a Wednesday, I'm telling her this update. And she said, yesterday, she did look a lot better than the week before. Because, Mm -hmm. and I said, well, she shared some of what was going on. Here were some of the other things that were going on, all of which she had shared at different points. So it wasn't like I was breaking any confidences. But, um, but she said, yeah, I could tell. And so I was just praying for her more. See, in that, you know, she saw, okay, she's not herself right now. I need to give her a little bit more grace if there's something I'm needing to communicate with her about. Mm-hmm. And so just all of that ends up, I mean, it's really how God designed us right. in that relational rhythm of things. Right. And one of the other intentional rhythms that God set up for us is rest. You know, we're not commanded to keep the Sabbath in the exact same way, but we are commanded to, to rest in him, to trust Mm -hmm. in him. And one of the other things that was so pivotal for me was to realize that rest is not a reward exclusively. Sometimes it is a reward, but it's also a gift. Yes. Rest is a gift. And that if I go back and I look at, um, the Jewish practice of rest, you know, the, their day started in the evening. So their day started with rest. Mm-hmm. We think of our day starting when our alarm goes off in the morning and we want to uh-huh. Uh-huh. say and do all the things that make us a little less Christian. Yeah. Um, and so, but they start their day with rest and that helped me too, especially with some of the chronic illness stuff to have an intentional rhythm of plan, you know, if I know I've got a big event or a big something coming up to yeah. rest ahead of it yeah, so that I can be uh, the f- best version of myself during it mm-hmm. and not just see rest as having to push all the way through it and rest will be my reward when I finish it. Right. And how many times do we see Jesus Christ do that in the gospels? How many times do we see him go off alone? pray quiet and then he comes back to the people and does his thing he's with the masses he's in his ministry he's man that was one that i don't know why it took me so long yeah. just like we read about it but like oh, i know but I'm the you, same way but did you read about it you know what i mean like did <laughs> well you... it didn't slap me across the face gently in the hello come on realize it until i really needed it yeah. until i had overdone that and needed to learn about those things on a different level mm-hmm. um, and to a different depth. And so I, I became one of those that he who had ears to hear, let him hear or let yeah. him hear. Um, <laughs> right. I was ready to hear it at yes. that point. So yeah. it, I, um, I love yeah, that. it sunk into a different level. But you said that too about prayer. And I think, you know, I, I think I would have in the past mentioned prayer as part of my intentional rhythm of things and of rest. But it has become so much a part of even breathing. (laughs) You know, that pray without ceasing has become like my, like I'm in a constant conversation with God. Yeah. Nonstop. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have that, I couldn't any of the other things. Yeah. So prayer is so foundational in all the things we're talking about. That it's not just an intentional rhythm of being sure I have. I mean, yes, I do. I have my time in more concentrated Bible reading and prayer every night, you know, 
I follow a, a Bible plan in my version app and I, right. you know, read a lot and I have some prayer time, you know, right. I have that and it is part of my intentional rhythms, but it is also just so much a part of my in and out and up and down and back and forth and breathe in and out and anything uh-huh. of every day. Because if I can't just throw it all at him and give it all to him, then I can't even do any of the other things. Right. Right. And so there's so much rest in being able to trust through prayer that he's got that. Yeah. I told somebody in a text just the other day, I said, praying for all the things send. Oh, and for the things I'm forgetting, God's already on those anyway. Send. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. Yes. Well, and we had, so in a previous episode we did, I believe it was episode three, uh, we talked about this illustration that I read in a devotional where you're you imagine your worries, all your all the things as balloons. Mm-hmm. You're holding the strings of these, and you just you've got them all, and to just pass them over and let God mm-hmm. take them. At just that feeling of like, okay, I I can do. I'm not having to grip so tight and worry about and hang on to and like, would you just take the things? And that's, that's been a very helpful thing for me. I've heard from many others who listened that like, that felt kind of good. I, that I, I like that. <laughs> Let's pass them over. So, well, okay, so I do. Good. I do an analogy like that, but from first Peter five, seven, cast all your cares on him. Yes. No, I literally visualize myself. Sometimes I will write them on a paper Yes. and then I will crumple them up and I will literally throw it at him yeah, just and I will it. picture myself <laughs> running out of the thr- throne room so I don't pick it back up. And <laughs> I do that because otherwise I will, I'll yeah. pick it back up and tell him exactly how he needs to answer that request. So whether it is letting go of the balloons or chunking it at him and running back out of the way, right? Um, there is a tremendous uh, whew, freedom and relief and everything in that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So we've already mentioned a couple because I've only got a couple more questions. We're wrapping up here. Um, but we're, we've kind of spoken a little to this. But if you have more, you mm-hmm. can share them here. But just any tools or any strategies that you have found that are the most helpful to manage your time and allowing you to have that breathing room. We've already spoken to this some, but is there anything else you would add here that you are like, oh, I got to make sure you know? (laughs) Well, and I'm kind of a unique beast in this because um, I am of the age where I grew up when everything was still analog, but Mm -hmm. I was still young enough when everything that went digital. So I am very comfortable in both worlds. Yes, same. And I often translate for people in the opposite worlds that don't know how to speak both of them. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I also yes. work on a PC desktop, you know, Windows system for my desktop, and I have a Mac laptop. So, you know, I mean, I'm all of, I'm bilingual in so many ways. In all the ways, um, yes. All the ways. Yes, I'm very bilingually. <laughs> Um, I, so much so that I make up my own words. I love um, it. but so I say that to say that some of the tools and strategies I use are like, I have a paper planner 
that is a by the week. I have my calendar I physically write in. I have my to-do list that I physically write down. Mm -hmm. I have my check it off and cross it off the list. And oh, that feels so good. And I am the kind of person that will write it on there, even if I've already done it, so that I can check it off. Because, hey, I did the thing. Exactly. (laughs) I would like credit for that, please. And thank you. (laughs) Even if I'm the only one seeing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But I also, because I am in so many, um, whether it's on the personal and family side or on the ministry side and the team I work with, everybody needs to know when I'm available or what's going on. And especially on the calendar and appointments thing, Mm -hmm. I use shared calendars a lot. Mm-hmm. And I share different calendars with different people. And I'm also one of those color code organized kind of people, yes. you know. So in my printed calendar, the colors match what they are in my online calendar. <laughs> I love it. Because okay, so, I want I got to insert here. Everybody okay. in my realm here. Anybody listening to the podcast been on uh-huh. my website knows I'm a huge advocate for friction pens. Okay? I've done giveaways <laughs> With friction pens. Michelle, who taught me about friction pens? It was you're welcome, world. You're welcome, world. So if if you're tired of hearing about I've also I've also taught her about this wonderful portable fan that for certain times and moments in our life just help us stay cool enough to be able to breathe. Yes. Yes. So Rachel and I share all the things. Yes. But with these friction pens, I can erase. Yes. <laughs> a meeting gets canceled. I can erase it. Um, you know, I need to move something over. I can either just draw an arrow or I can erase and put it a different plate, whatever. And it's it color coded flexibility. Oh, that was what I was about to go to next. Yes. So like Iron Rose Sister Ministries, our main color is red. So mm-hmm. those meetings are in red. I'm a huge LSU Tiger fan. I grew up in Baton Rouge. Go Tigers. I know how to spell go. Um, And so those personal appointments and things, they're in purple because their Mm -hmm. colors are purple and gold. You know, so things like that, I'm a very visual person. So seeing it laid out, seeing it on the list, those things, that is a tool that really helps me. Mm -hmm. But then also having some of it on a shared calendar, you know, on my phone, that I share with like the family and stuff, having the shared calendar through Asana that I share with like the team and stuff. And then, you know, different people just be able for them to be able to know in that boundary sense when I'm available or when I'm not available. Yeah. You know, when I'm, um, yeah, when I'm going to be out of town, when this trip is kind of, I mean, because I have enough trouble keeping up with my own schedule. I don't expect anybody else to keep up with it, (laughs) but I am going to give them something to reference so that they can, if they need to find that. And that that's the level of transparency that for me, I have to have for all of our systems to work, Mm -hmm. my family system, my ministry system, et cetera. And that that's what works for me. I know that that's not necessarily what works for everybody. But we are all about, I mean, some people give me a hard time about it, but it's what works for me. Well, and that's what matters. I harp on that all day, every day. I just had a meeting with a client yesterday, actually, and we were talking about, we had started with her 
in a sauna and she had a Uh client she was working with who was in a sauna and she got to where she came up with this system that was all analog. There was no digital component for her and her tasks and what she needed to get done and her project she was working on that worked so well for her. And she had like guilt and shame or like, how can I make this go back to this other system that I'm supposed to be? And I was like, you better just let that mess go right now. That obviously is not what your brain needs. And if right. the paper is what works for you and however you transport it, live your life, live your best life. I'm not here to like cram a sauna down people's throats. (laughs) It's not for everybody. And I don't want it to be for everybody. Well, and, and we had to figure out as a ministry, the ways in which it would or wouldn't work for us. Yes. And different team members, you know, use different views or, you know, say, Hey, you can message me in there and I will go look at it. Would you just text me to let me know that, Hey, go look, please. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I love, we all have to work within each other's systems too. And so there is that give and take with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But to know what works for you and your brain and helps you the most is key. And from there you can go, okay, I, you know, I, now I can buckle down and make this happen. So that's awesome. Okay. I have two last questions. The first one is, all right, I'm ready. Do you have a book or a podcast that you would like to recommend to our listeners kind of, you know, around this topic, but just, you know, creating breathing room, living your best life. Yay. Jesus. All those are all things we talk about here. Um, other than your own, cause you know, I'm going to promote those all day long and there will be links in show notes and all the things. What book or podcast would you recommend? So a lot of the things that I have mentioned about rest, um, as it, like especially the facet of rest being a gift, not just a reward, or mm-hmm. looking at rest from that Jewish perspective, mm-hmm. um, I got from a book called The Rest of God. Okay. I love the title too, because yeah. it's like a fun play on words. Like we cannot truly know the rest of God until we know the rest of God and love how it. he designed it. Mm-hmm. It's written by Mark Buchanan. And okay. I do, I highly recommend it. And it was very pivotal for me. And I think it was just the right book at just the right time to help me develop some of those intentional rhythms of rest and to give myself permission for that. Yes. To give myself that grace to pace, to give myself that breathing room Mm -hmm. so that I could do some things that allowed me to still be engaging with whatever you know, it's not like I'm totally shut down and shut out and what, cause that's not healthy right. either. Still got to do but life. That, exactly. Exactly. But how can I give myself permission to not be on and constantly always working? And because I had read that verse, um, about being, you know, we don't want to be ineffective and unproductive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in first Peter and, oh, that, that verse was kind of my mantra for a while. I don't want anybody to, see me and think that I am being ineffective or unproductive. Well, you know what, what I call Jesus ineffective or unproductive when he took time away to talk with his father, (laughs) go on. I dare you. I dare you to do it. (laughs) I know. Like there's just no way I would do that. So why am I doing that to myself? Yeah. So, but in looking at that, because Jesus 
obviously had those Jewish rhythms and practices and the intentionality of those things. Mm -hmm. So going back to the why of God and rest and the Shabbat and all of that has been a fascinating, um, yeah. Anyway, so that, that is one that I would recommend. The Rest oh, of God by Mark Buchanan. We're going to link that in the show notes too. We'll just link it all. There's going to be so many. Michelle has some amazing books, devotionals. You can do it at individual study or group study with other women. It They're so good. So I'm going to link all of those. And finally, last one, Michelle, where can people find you? If they want to connect with you after listening to all the things here, where can they find you? Well, I tell people that I, that I give them permission to stalk me. Excellent. Because I get found, I can't, you can find me in all the places. And and because we are on um, our website, has all kinds of resources, ironrosesister.com. They can find us on Instagram at ironrosesister. They can find us on Facebook, Iron Rose Sister Ministries. You know, we're real consistent. Yes. Um, yes. All of these kinds of, uh, you know, your languages, though, sis. Flip your languages. Info at ironrosesister.com. Well, of course. I mean, because it's hermanarosadehierro.com. And we do leave the at Iron Rose Sister. That one is English and Spanish. We include a few of our Portuguese things in there, too. But if you do speak Portuguese, you can go um, at Irma Rosa de Ferro. Mm hmm. And, uh, yeah, I can't even keep track of all the ways you can find us. Like we are all about connecting with right? women, the connection, and the relationship the tools to connect to God and one another more deeply. So yes. yeah, connect all linked. With us all in, linked in the show notes, all the ways in all the things we would, I would love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you yes. and, um, and get you connected. <laughs> Yeah, it's what they do. Unintended. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking the time being here and sharing all of this. I know it's been so helpful for me. So I know it's been good for our listeners. So thank you for your time today. You are so welcome. And I have been blessed as well. And that is my prayer that any and all the things that I do, that they are a blessing and that they glorify God. So thanks for the opportunity, Rachel. Amen. Thank you. We'll talk All again right. soon. Yes, ma'am. Look forward to it. God All bless. right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to check the show notes to get links for all the resources mentioned in this episode. As always, your reviews make such a difference. So thank you for taking the time to leave those for us. Your ratings and thoughts mean so much. I love reading each and every one. As we wrap up today, please remember, life can feel crazy and overwhelming sometimes, but you will never regret taking the time to create some breathing room.